but a great leader is going to be connected with all the parts of their team at all times. They're going to know exactly what everybody's doing. They're going to make sure Bill and Jane are talking to each other. In business, you want to consistently attract incredible people, grow at an accelerated rate, and create a unique competitive advantage. The goal, it isn't to just be the best, but is to be the favorite, the favorite in the eyes, the mind, and the heart of your customer. To stay competitive in today's world, you want to build a business where people want to come to work and where they have a chance to be great at doing what they love the most. And you accomplish that by leading through values. Because when you lead through values, people excel, profits increase, and your brand becomes more human. Now make sure you download your free guide at leadthroughvalues.com. I'm James Mayhew, your Chief Culture Officer, and you're listening to Lead Through Values. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Lead Through Values. This is actually part two of my conversation with Queensboro founder and president, Fred Myers, and we get into a great conversation about leadership and culture. Now, if you haven't had a chance, make sure you go back and listen to part one as we pick up right where we left off. The two most important things that you'll ever do in your in your role, um, maybe not as much now on the hiring side because you probably are a little bit more removed, but it would be hiring. And the second one, kind of like the 1A, would be to create and protect culture. Uh, and if you do the, if you do the first part wrong, you're going to create a mess, yeah, a yeah, potential sure. mess. And for when you sure. get it right, like everything seems to flow together. It's just, um, it's such an important piece of the, of the machine really. Yeah. Yeah. As part of this process, um, uh, you know, we started getting some really great people. Um, and the, the initial thought was that, you know, really, it's almost, it should be almost as simple as if you have great people, um, they're going to figure out how to um, solve problems. They're going to figure out how to innovate and things. And, um, you know, that was true to an extent, but um, uh, even the greatest teams need some coaching, you know? Yeah. They need some leadership. And they need, so, so we kind of went from that first part, the P part, to um, our leadership um, our leadership part. And, um, we felt like, uh, we need to develop a leadership philosophy, uh, that matches our employee, mm. our 4P philosophy so that, um, uh, great people plus great leadership equals, uh, great results, um, or great, great culture. So, um, when you talk about, uh, managing culture, um, the way, we look at that as through uh, developing le leadership skills um, in everybody, um, not just in our managers. We, we feel like everybody is a leader. There's a, maybe a second episode of the podcast we can talk about. We have the four R's, four R's of leadership. Um, well, I would love to come back to that. That sounds yeah. very intriguing. Yeah. So now, now you've, you've tossed, teased it out there. Can you at least tell the four yeah, R's? Yeah. Just yeah. Name them? Yeah. So, um, Leadership basically is, uh, we understand leadership as influence. Um, leadership is influence. And um, you can have good leadership, you can have bad inf uh, leadership. You can have good influence, you can have bad influence. So sure. the question is, um, how, do you how do you maximize the good leadership? So um, 
that's what we're trying to do is uh, create a culture of positive leadership um, for everybody. So it's not on any one one person's shoulders to to uh, to, to be a leader in a group. So um, the first we feel like the if you're gonna if you're gonna have positive influence on a group any group. Um, uh, the most important thing is your ability to form relationships uh, okay. with other people. Um, so uh, sometimes, you know, you're great in your department, but you can't talk to the guys in marketing or, you know, because they're doing certain things. But a great leader, one of the things really the, the, that's remarkable about the greatest, in our opinion, the greatest leaders, and we don't say the greatest leaders are the ones that get the greatest results. Uh, we, they're the greatest leaders because they're the greatest leaders because they have the mm. most positive influence. Um, and because results, you know, results can be, can be lucky. We talked about that a little bit before. Um, they're not, they don't always, there's not always a direct, you got some pretty bad leaders that get some good, pretty good results sometimes. So obviously, obviously that's not the proof of a good leader is what the results are. Um, but when you see leaders who are really inspiring and you feel are good leaders, in our opinion, and again, this is our opinion, um, they have a just amazing ability to form relationships with all kinds of people, um, up and down, throughout and around. Uh, doesn't matter. All people are the same, basically. Even though everybody's different, everybody's the same. Um, so it just doesn't matter um, who they are. So relationships is the first part. The ability to form relationships. The second is um, it's kind of around this idea of leading by example. Um, but leading by example is not enough. Um, but uh, there's just a relentlessness, and a great leader has a relentlessness, um, and um, that they just uh, they don't stop until until they accomplish what they what they set out for. It's like grit, you know. Um, great leader yeah. has. Um, uh, so that's the second one is uh, relentless, relentless. The third is um, reflective. So there's this idea, there's this notion that a great leader, it's like uh, in the heat of battle, a great general always knows exactly what to do at all the time, at every time. And that's a myth. I mean, that's, that's just nothing could be further from the truth. And has, any, has anybody who's ever had been in a position of leadership before, you know, you've got, uh, you got, stuff flying at you from every different angle and everybody's got their agenda and you know you know what's true what's not true and if you're reactive um to all that um and you make your decision based on the first person that gets to you you're not going to make good decisions you have to just by nature or, or by by developing a skill um uh, learn how to be reflective and take everything with uh in context that was pre presented and uh, think I mean, this is basically intelligence we're talking about. Um, sure. But you, you just, uh, a great leader is reflective. They're not reactive. Reactive is also an R, but that's not one of our R's. They're reflective. Yes. And then uh, the fourth R on leadership is um, reconnect. So, you know, you, you, you get the team together and you come up with this great plan and Bill does A, Jane does B, and, you know, Billy does C. And then it's like, okay, huddle breaks, everybody goes out to the field. Um, uh, and for some people, you know, for some leaders, that's it, they're done. Um, you know, everybody knows what to do now, go and do it. But a great leader is going to be connected with all the parts of their team at all times. They're going to know exactly what everybody's doing. They're going to make sure Bill and Jane are talking to each other 
and uh, there's no conflicts there between them. And um, they're just constantly, it's like the, uh, the, a bad analogy is the mother goose that's walking her uh, ducks across the road. She's just walking forward and hoping the ducks are going to follow behind her and make it to the other side. Um, uh, you know, a good leader would be walking from behind to make sure that all the ducks are, are moving forward and not just assume because they're walking one way, everybody's following. So that's a big job of leadership is to keeping the team reconnected. So that's the fourth R of, of leadership. That's fantastic. I, I'm, thank you for taking a few minutes to share that. I, those are, those are wonderful. Do you, uh, do you have a few minutes to dive into your three values yet? Sure. Sure. Okay. Sure. I'm very impressed with them. Um, and, and yet I have questions around how you're using them. And so I'm going to say the first one here, if, if you don't mind, and then just kind of walk yeah. us through the genesis of them. Um, let's always do the right thing. Right. Um, number two, value relationships above all. And number three, innovate and have fun. These are, are interesting to me because sometimes I, you know, I see businesses that are doing something where it's, it's more similar to your four P's. You know, here's our, our core values. It's, it's proactive, positive, principled, and productive. Well, you guys have taken this to a different level because these are very much, to me, um, kind of about an individual and collectively then it, it would seem to enhance the whole company. When I read Always Do the Right Thing, I think about I must be empowered to make some decisions. So talk, just start with that one and kind of build out here how you arrived at that. The, uh, the P's and the R's, they're kind of uh, internal processes, and we do sh- internal processes. We do share them with um, customers because we feel like it's valuable for them to understand what's going on under the hood. Um, sure. You know, because yeah. if they're going to buy our, us, they're going to trust us. They kind of need to know what kind of engine we have and how it works. Our biggest, we feel like our biggest challenge in um, acquiring a new customer um, is getting past the trust issue. Uh, particularly, we're not meeting face-to-face. 6% of the people that come to our website for the first time end up ordering. So, you know, we lose an awful lot of them. Mostly, we, we're just trying to tell customers what kind of people we are and what's important to us um, and um, that they can trust us. You know, really, this mm-hmm. is a statement of, a statement of trust. Uh, you know, I wish that uh, the business community in general had a better reputation um, uh, wasn't necessary, but you know, obviously there's a lot of mistrust out there. We get out there with some pretty aggressive, uh, pretty liberal promotions. Um, you know, we're giving stuff away and stuff and people say, think it's too good. It's gotta be too good to be true. But, um, uh, if I may, yeah. I, I just, I, I really want to say something. One of the things that sets you apart. And again, I, as a customer, a couple of years ago, first stumbled onto you guys, and I think I probably typed in something like custom embroidered apparel or, you know, that's, so I just did a search. Here's Queensboro. Oh, that's kind of a different name. Let me click and, you know, so you start lining up your tabs in your browser. Okay. What do they offer? But the one thing that's really clear when you look at a lot of companies that, that are going to compete with you is it's all based on a transaction. It's all based on a price or some sort of gimmick to get you in. Right. There were very few, if any, I, I don't see anybody doing what you are saying, which is this is like we're people and we want to serve you right. and we enjoy serving you. We're going to do our best at it. 
And you know, so many times, uh, I don't think I'm unusual in this case. Price matters, but price isn't always the final determination. If I'm going to go with brand A or brand B, what's going to determine how I go with brand A or brand B is, do I trust them? And that was right. exactly what you were just saying. Right. And when you can bring this element forward and you, it's sort of like pulling the curtains back. Um, this is who we are. Yeah. Do you want to work with, yeah. do you want to work with people that, that you know are going to take care of you yeah. or are you going to chance it with somebody else that's in wherever we'll yeah. just say Timbuktu we don't know yeah and and that's the thing that that I felt instant um trust factor I kind of subscribe to the idea that trust is given trust isn't earned but we give trust mistrust is earned but I really like that I'm going to assume positive intent I'm going to assume trust until you burn me but one of those things in here that that just really captivated me was well, they're going to put their culture right up here. And when Fred talks about his welcome message, he sounds like a guy I would go play golf with or a guy that I would want to sit down and just, you know, have coffee with someday. And here we are. Yeah, yeah. And that's what's so cool. So yeah. uh, I think it's fantastic. Yeah, well, um, I think not all businesses are trustworthy. So it's very true. Um, they're not going to be able to pull it off. Um, and, uh, you know, I think if you're... Um, if you're talking about coaching, um, which is, you know, the, what you live and die for, um, the, uh, it's got to start with, um, can people trust you, you know? Mm, and, um, yeah. uh, and if not, why not? I mean, are you just in it for yourself? Um, and if you're just in it for yourself, you're going to have to do a lot of pretty fancy lying in order to convince anybody to do business <laughs> with you. Um, and, and you might uh, get them one time, but you yeah, probably won't get you, them back. You might, right? yeah, yeah. Or you're just gonna be in this awful relationship from the whole, the whole time. I was at, uh, we uh, we started a new banking relationship, and this bank uh, really prided itself on its culture. And um, you know, we talked about culture and stuff, and they said, "Oh, we're having a seminar on leadership and culture. Why don't you come?" And the guy from the bank comes up and says, "My job is I'm in charge of this at the bank." And I want to try to help you guys because let's face it, you know, if you can, if you can uh, get your people to work harder um, and, and uh, you can work less and you can make more money. So, uh. you know, like if that's where they're coming from about what culture is all about is how to work less and make more money just for yourself. You know, how are you going to convince, how are you going to convince any employee that to buy into that, to like, invest into that organization and, and be loyal to that organization. So, right. um, the, we with we were with that bank a year or two and, uh, they ended up being as bad as the rest of them. But, um, anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, that's a, the, I would say that's the first place to start. You know, are you, are you really trustworthy? Are you in yeah. it just for yourself or, or you want to really help somebody? Go ahead. Sorry. Well, no, no. Um, I, just going along with the banking story there, I think so much of what's, uh, what a culture, what, what your culture is, is it represents like, this is how we want to get work done around here. I mean, that's my layman's terms of describing it. I think performance or culture is always about performance. Um, it can be perceived as it's about the fluff and the perks and the benefits. And those are elements of culture. But really what it comes down to is, is, uh, it's, it's totally infused with your brand. Your brand and your culture are 100% married together. And um, he, here's where I've kind of come down to on this is that 
when you nail this and you do this well and you're honestly living it out, your customers are experiencing it that way. See, and I see this in your copy here and now as a customer, I even had a little snafu I shared with you like with, uh, with one of the first orders I had. You guys proved to me that what you wrote on your website was real by taking care of the issue I had incredibly fast, incredibly friendly, and you won me over. Like it wasn't like I was so upset I would never come back, but you proved it to me. Right. And this is how your brand then becomes more human. This is the biggest competitive edge you'll ever develop is that what you've done is that you've created a humanness around what is essentially a digital storefront. And, and, you, and you're proving it, you're living it. And that, so from the customer side of things, that's awesome. We spent a great deal of talking about it from the inside because here again, when you nail the employee experience, the customer experience is a given. Yeah. If you, if you focus only on that external, the customer experience, but you have kind of a poor employee experience, yeah. it's not sustainable. It doesn't work, yeah. right? Yeah. So I would just add on to that is that, uh, you know, I'm sorry that uh, you had a, we, we messed up on your order or whatever, you know, there was a little bug on that, but um, if we keep doing that, um, customer after customer after customer, I mean, we can still, you know, they say that a customer that you fix a problem for is, I don't know, 70% more loyal than somebody you don't, but that's a, that's a bad business strategy, you know? Um, for sure. And yeah. it just uh, hurts we, profits. Yeah. It hurts profits. And we have a lot of moving pieces over here, a lot of logistics and order to get an order out to a customer, you know, you're wearing a gray hat with a black logo on it. Mm -hmm. If you had a black hat, you couldn't put a black logo on it. You could order six different color hats and you there's a lot of logistics. So, oh, yeah. you know, the front end dealing with you was, uh, is one of the relatively easy pieces. The part about what happens behind the scenes that you don't see, how do I get my team to align with what my customer service team is trying to do for you? Yeah. I mean, how do I get them to solve the problems of, we keep embroidering the wrong color logo on the, on these hats, you know, like, uh, how do we identify that that's a problem and see this happening over again? How do we come up with a process to fix it and check it and all those things? And that's the part that we were missing before we got into the P's and the R's and everything like that. We, we solved the problems on the front end of the customers. That's why we were in business after 35 years. But in order to become great instead of good, we had to bring it to the back end and, and, and bring it to the entire company. Um, and, uh, and, and do that through the P's and the R's and all that stuff. Well, this is, this has been so insightful, so fascinating just to hear all the, the evolution of, of your business from, from the dorm room, you know, through, yeah. through the 800 number, through the, the invention of, of the website and all these things. Um, Fred, I would love for you to just let our listeners know, um, how they can access your, your company, um, just talk a little bit about what you do, um, how they can get a hold of you, et cetera. Yeah, well, uh, thanks, James. So um, we're at uh, uh, www.queensboro.com. Still somewhat working remotely, so we're not answering, we're not covering the phones the, the full way that we were before, but um, uh, we've got people working from uh, 9 Eastern time to 9 p.m. Um, uh, Eastern time on the weekends from 11 to 6 Eastern time. Um, and if you chat, we've got chat open through that time and, 
uh, you can send us an email um, through the website or just uh, contact at queensboro.com. Uh, my email address is fred at queensboro.com. And I get customers, uh, I get emails from customers all day long and I love chatting with them and, uh, you know, helping when I can help. Uh, I still really enjoy um, uh, being involved with customers when it's appropriate. Um, generally, my team over here is a lot better at, it at this point than I am. They know the products and stuff a little more detailed than I do. Um, but um, we always want to get better. We're trying to get better all the time. We love suggestions and uh, we love feedback. We love input. Um, we have a lot of things that we've implemented that customers said, you know, how about if you could do this? How about if you could do that? So hmm. um, we, uh, uh, we've got great relationships with our customers and, you know, it's a two way street and it's been a lot of fun and good. Well, and, and just as you were saying that, I just glanced back at my computer screen. Here's your three values again. Always do the right thing. Value relationships above all. Innovate and have fun. Um, Fred, I, I'm wearing a hat today. I, I believe the brand is a, do you say it OGO or OGO? OGO. How do you say OGO, it? Yeah. OGO. Yeah, real nice hats. Yeah, yeah. It is an excellent hat. Excellent, my, yeah. my logo looks sensational. Perfect, you guys yeah. do a phenomenal job with stuff. And, uh, I just cannot stress enough that if you're looking for custom apparel, whether that is embroidery from T-shirts to sweatshirts on up, I, I got a really nice um, uh, sweater the other day, a quarter zip sweater. Also, we got a jacket, the caps, the a, a beanie was in my order. I, you nice. guys do a lot of stuff. Um, I was even checking out your promotional products too. So yeah. definitely yeah. check Fred and, and the company out at queensboro.com. And uh, like I said, Yo, you're welcome. And it's easy. Like just put in custom embroidered apparel or something to that effect, whatever you're looking for, you're probably going to find Put it. in Queensboro. Queensboro. Just yeah. do that. Yeah. <laughs> All so, right. Well, thank right. you so much, Thanks, Fred. James. It's been awesome talking to you. All right. Take care, everybody. Hey, everyone. This is James. And I want to tell you about an upcoming virtual coaching program called Accelerate. It's for high achieving, success minded people just like you who demand greatness of themselves and expect it of everyone around them. Accelerate will help you drastically improve communication in your business, reduce bottlenecks and busyness, help spark innovation and even creative thinking, and absolutely maximize team performance. Now, Accelerate is for business owners, executives, it's for up and coming leaders. Anyone who is wanting to advance their leadership and to build their business capacity in 2021. The training starts in February and space is limited. Learn more at jamesmayhew.com.